USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. Money Wise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We're always excited to have you listen to us, and we've got some special guests on the show uh, with us today. So my name is Ray Lance. Our first special guest I would like to announce is Pete Lance. Or actually, Pete, you're here quite a lot, aren't you? I am not a special guest at all. <laughs> okay. But good morning. <laughs> well, this morning, it's our pleasure to have with us the Bristol County District Attorney, uh, Tom Quinn. And Tom, thank you for being here this morning. And we also Hi. have with us uh, someone who works in his office, who's well known in the community also, Mr. Brian Rose. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So as I'm thinking about it, all three of you gentlemen are graduates of Dartmouth High School, aren't you? Yes. And I was amazed to hear that. I'm not. I went to four different high schools, Tom. And my dad was in the service, so we moved mm. around a lot. Um, and Brian and I graduated together, went to Dartmouth High together. And we've got a very full full house today. We've got five people in the room and a dog. Okay, so uh, let's, let's begin the show before we run out of things uh, to talk about or run out of air in the room uh, to breathe. So this morning we're going to be talking about senior scams. It's a critically important topic. It's something that impacts almost everybody listening to the radio show today. If you have not been the victim of a senior scam, you probably know somebody who has been. Uh, we're going to talk about some examples that we've seen. The fellow that used to cut my hair in town for many years, he's retired now, I'm not going to mention his name. He was a victim of about $18,000 he lost. And I don't remember the details of it except that he would meet this person once a week, go to his own ATM, and withdraw about $200 every time he went. Um, I'm not sure if it was a lottery connected scam, but he lost $18,000. So we all know somebody. And as we begin this morning, uh, when our guests first arrived, I brought up my phone, and I've got something on my phone right now that just arrived Sunday of this past week, and it says, mail underscore help 589-8613-XY. We temporarily placed your Amazon suspended account. And I said, well, I don't have an Amazon suspended account. So I was waiting until this morning so I can just do a delete. So never open something like that. I have now deleted that. So the first thing I'd like to do as we begin is to say uh, congratulations to our district attorney, Tom Quinn, for uh, your re-election campaign and being re-elected. Thank you. Tom, you were just uh, sworn in recently for your new term. Is that correct? Yes, I was sworn in in February for the third term. Um, as district attorney, I serve at the pleasure of the voters, so uh, it was nice uh, last year to get out, especially coming off of COVID and to interact with people. A lot of us, you know, were limited in what we could do the last few years. So uh, it's very gratifying to see, you know, support out there that people give you encouragement. You know, we're trying to do the best job we can. So... Uh, again, I'm very grateful for people's support and will continue to do the best job I can for the citizens of Bristol County. And you're a local person. I know that you uh, were born in New Bedford. You grew up in Dartmouth. Uh, you're a graduate of Dartmouth High School. And then you went on to college at a town that I'm very familiar with. You went to Holy Cross College in Worcester. Yes. So I graduated from Clark University in Worcester, uh, as did my wife, Attorney Tenny Lance. And then you went to Suffolk University Law School. Uh, you are a parishioner at Holy Name Parish in Fall River. Yes. And are you still a member of the Holy Name Parish Finance Council? Yes. Good. And um, I'm curious, are you, do you still do mentoring work also? Um, I did do mentoring at, the, at a school in New Bedford that I'm involved with, Antivity Prep. I, I don't do it at this point right now. It's hard to find the time, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, COVID came, and yeah, it is time can be an issue uh, for me. I did it for a number of years, and uh, certainly got something out of it, and was happy to contribute. Um, but time in general can be an issue, but it's important to make time for things. Uh, a lot of times, if you don't do something that you should or could, what are you really doing? You know, you might be idling around, which, you know, we all need uh, at times. But uh, people have been very good to me, so it's important to try to, uh, you know, participate in things. And by the way, um, how long is your term that you were just elected for? Four years. Four years? Okay. Good. So... Somewhere along the line during this morning, we do our show in four distinct segments. We're going to be talking about maybe some of the things that you're working on, but I know from the last time you were here as well, and we did a radio show together, that we talked about senior scams. They're still very much with us, aren't they? They are, and if anything, they're growing. When I became the district attorney over eight years ago, it was clear that our seniors were being victimized by predators and thieves who take advantage of vulnerable victims. So what I did was to create an elder fraud and financial crimes unit that focuses both on prosecution and prevention. Okay. Um, we've had a lot of successful prosecutions that would not have occurred without creating that unit. I have a very uh, capable person heading that unit, uh, Assistant District Attorney Michael Scott, who has a financial background because these cases are difficult to investigate, gather evidence, and see if someone, uh, if there is a victim who is willing to go forward and or can the case be prosecuted, is there sufficient evidence? But what's critical more than anything with respect to the scams is prevention. Mm -hmm. So during the past eight years, I've gone to every senior center in Bristol County multiple times to talk about prevention with other people from my office. We, unfortunately, for two years or thereabouts, the centers weren't open because of COVID. So last spring, started to, when they uh, reopened, got back into the senior centers and are making the effort. Uh, I think it's an important part of my job to try to protect our seniors uh, who have given so much to our communities and made them what they are. Mm -hmm. The show today is going to go into a lot of detail about just senior scams and what to look out for. and. Uh, you know, who you can speak to if you're concerned about possibly being a victim of a senior scam. Um, but I'll mention just real quick that in this office, we've had a number of cases over the years where people have come into our office, whether they were clients or not, who were scammed by their own um, children or grandchildren or nephews. Usually it was a case of drugs, um, but uh, that's not what we're talking about today, but it's just something that we've seen in our own office to the tune of a lot of money, and, and it's it's pretty sad unfortunately. And I just wanted to take one quick step back and just um, get a little bit more information about our second guest today which is Brian Rose. Great. Brian could you give me a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing for the DA's office? Well thank you uh, again appreciate you guys uh, having us on today and uh, it's always good to talk about things that are going on in the community uh, especially stuff as important as uh, finances and keeping track of uh, of what's going on in your own household but uh, in my first job, way back when, um, I was pretty fortunate to have uh, a pretty decent ability on the pitching mound. So I was uh, out of high school in 1994. I was drafted by the Boston Red Sox. I ended up signing. Uh, instead of going to college, I had a scholarship to the University of Michigan, uh, which was a very, very good school. And I figured if I got a degree from Michigan, I would be able to kind of get a job anywhere. Because um, again, being one of the top institutions in the in the country, I was pretty excited about that. But the lure of playing for your hometown team, the team that I watched as a kid uh, in our 13 television stations that we had back then, one of them was uh, was the Red Sox and the Bruins and the Celtics and an avid sports fan. I was, uh, I was very interested in that opportunity. So when I signed with the Red Sox in 94, I did very well in the minor leagues and was called up to the major leagues in my third professional season. And I uh, played with the Red Sox from two, uh, 1994 till uh, 2000, uh, where I was traded to the Colorado Rockies. And then after that, I ended up playing for the New York Mets, the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays at the time, and uh, finished my career after a, a tough injury, having Tommy John with my pitching arm, uh, with the Cincinnati Reds and the Kansas City Royals. So in 2005, 
I retired from Major League Baseball. I just had my fourth child at the time, and I really wanted to stay home and, and kind of sink my roots into where I grew up. And uh, I, I was afforded the opportunity to work with kids and get into the prevention-type workforce with the district attorney's office. So I've been with the district attorney's office now for 17 years. Uh, actually, next week makes 17 years. And uh, I've, I've done a, a few different roles, uh, but a lot of them had to do with youth and right choices and now transitioning to the seniors and also right choices pretty much and, and, and awareness and ability to hopefully have uh, information given because I think education and prevention is so important. And I did a lot of that stuff with the Red Sox, especially with the kids. We would go to uh, schools, we would go to malls, we would go to uh, the Jimmy Fund, we'd go to uh, the hospitals and always trying to bring light to uh, someone's day or somebody's situation. So I really wanted to bring that to Bristol County, especially this area, growing up in Dartmouth my whole life. So it was very, very, uh, I was very fortunate to be able to afford this job and, and now to work for a, a friend and a, a former uh, Dartmouth High grad. And it's just very exciting to be able to do this kind of work here uh, right at home. So Brian, what is your position right now um, with the district attorney's office? I, I am a uh, program manager at the uh, for the Community Affairs Division at the Bristol County District Attorney's Office. Okay. And uh, that basically has a lot to do with prevention. Because again, our office is basically looked at as the prosecution side, but the boss next door thinks, pre uh, again, thinks prevention and prosecution kind of go hand in hand. So if we can prevent some of these things from happening, maybe there'll be a little less workload on right. the back end. Pete, let me ask you, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. Well, we're gonna take a short break in just a moment, but um, thank you both for being here. Now that we've gotten the uh, introductions and the bios out of the way, and that's quite an impressive background, Brian, um, uh, as well. Um, I will mention this only now and then again at the end of the show, but I wanna mention that we are having some seminars coming up uh, at the, uh, actually the middle of May, May 10th from two to four at White's, it's going to be on Social Security as well as Medicare. Uh, it says two to four, but it's really only going to be about an hour. Uh, and then on Saturday, May 13th, here at our office on Fonts Corner Road from 10 to 12. Um, we need to have you t make a reservation if you are planning on attending. Please call 508-998-8858. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, as I said, we're going to get into the meat of the show. So, And we're going to talk about the Celebration of Seniors event coming up in June at Whites of Westport, sponsored by the District Attorney's Office. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Our show this morning is talking about senior scams we're privileged this morning to have with us our district attorney for bristol county thomas m quinn the third and also one of his program managers and very active in community affairs with the elderly former red sox player brian rose welcome back gentlemen we're thrilled to have you here so i guess if i had to think about this i would say tom you're probably famous and Brian, you're probably legendary. <laughs> so you are the only Red Sox player that I've ever known in my life. So that's my privilege too. On the other hand, Tom, I've worked with district attorneys in the past. Long time ago when Ron Pina ran for district attorney, I was his campaign manager and helped him raise funds at the time. But you do a very important job in this community. Let's talk very quickly, if we could, about the celebration of seniors event that's gonna take place at Whites of Westport. That's going to be on Friday, June 16th. Yes, uh, Ray, starting at 9 o'clock. It's a free breakfast and a presentation for seniors that involves a number of resource tables and speakers that touch on the issue of scams and fraud. Uh, and 
again with the resource tables give scenes the opportunity to see things that could be and use uh, resources that could assist them that's something we started about nine years ago unfortunately covid uh, we couldn't do it for two years we came back last year which was a good crowd uh, and hopefully we'll have more people there but hundreds of people gather and have the opportunity again to focus on uh, and be made aware of information that will help prevent them from being victims of scams. So we hope to have a good crowd to hear this year because look at, and it's very simple, our communities and country are what they are because of what many people, but primarily our senior citizens have done to make this country what it is. And we should all be united to see that they can live as best they can in some form of comfort and not involved in emotional turmoil as a result of these thieves and scam artists trying to take advantage of them. So I've done it for eight years, and it's going to continue to be a top priority of my office, and we're going to celebrate them in several months. Good. So let me ask you this question, uh, Tom, our district attorney, Tom Quinn. Let me ask you this question. What about family members taking advantage of older family members? Have you seen examples of that in your office? We certainly have. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult because the family member or family members has to report that to the authorities. Right. And many are reluctant to do it. Uh, you know, a, a mother in particular loves their children. It's difficult for them to go to the police and say somebody's been stealing from me. And or they could also be giving the money under duress but voluntarily. So I would just say on that front, I think if family members think that's going on, with, say, a parent or a relative, they should try to intervene. It can be difficult by talking to them about it, the family member, or reporting it. Uh, but you don't deserve that type of treatment. No. Whether it's being given for drugs or alcohol or gambling or what have you. Uh, being abused financially, especially if people have limited resources, that would affect their ability to lead a decent life. So. Those are criminal matters. If you're stealing and we can prove it, we brought cases, as I alluded to, off air. We charged somebody, a, a grandchild who ripped off a grandmother through court, was on probation, claimed needed money for fees, and we apprehended that person in the South. That person was put in jail. And the grandmother did cooperate. As much as she loved him, she knew it had to be done. But um, I think you just have to... The banks are also being more educated on that because that's how it happens. I appear with the mother or the aunt right. and get the money, and they can sense something's up. The person could be at ease, and the banks, in their own way, can intervene. They can't stop if it's a transaction, but they can do certain things that could slow it down or stop it. It is more difficult if the person's next to them, but if they're not next to them... Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I received a call from someone the other day, you know, from years ago, and uh, the daughter was a victim of a scam. Phone call, startles the person, and money is withdrawn and taken out. There was a case recently I saw in the Globe. They had an elderly couple on the front page about two weeks ago. They were scammed. The bank gave them the money back. But I think in part that was because the Globe wrote an article about it, and they went in to get the money, you know, to withdraw it and send it to the thief. So... You have to, uh, you know, bring some balance to that. You can be generous to your children and family members, but you should not be abused financially, and people should intervene as best they can if they see that going on. Where we've seen it, it's been uncovered by another family member, all of a sudden realizes what's going on, or as you said, uh, a bank employee. Um, another thing that we've seen, and it's unfortunate because 99.9% of caregivers are there because they love helping people, but we have absolutely seen caregivers who have sort of cozied up to someone as they're ending, you know, their final chapter of life and get money from them and sometimes get them to put their entire estate into the name of the uh, caregiver. It's well, it's uh, it, it's very important, I think, especially when you're talking about finances, especially for our seniors and you have maybe um, a child or even a grandchild that's going to be in charge of their estate and their and their monies. There should always be more than one person checking on this stuff. That way, you have the two people constantly looking at their finances and making sure that if something doesn't look right, it's looked into. And people that don't look at their bank accounts for weeks or months on end, 
those are the ones that the scammers or even, uh, you know, again, like you talk about siblings that are stealing from their grandparents or their parents, that's where things can kind of go awry. So you really need to have multiple eyes on the finances, especially, you know, during your latter years. The caregiver is a very good point. We have prosecuted caregivers uh, for stealing large amounts of money. But they have the, which you have to be aware of as a family member and the person, but again, vulnerable victims. That's why I'm focusing on it. If you're alone and have some limitations physically, maybe even mentally, you could rely on the caregiver. All of a sudden, they're going to the bank for you. And while many provide loving care uh, and are very important in our society, some don't. Uh, But they have the opportunity, the temptation, and... That happens, I'm sure, with some frequency. So it's something to be on alert alert for. And family members have to be careful about that. But once somebody starts having access to a bank account, temptation is there, and you know what's going to follow from that. And uh, you know, money is going to be taken and and, and probably never uh, gotten back. But we've been successfully pro- prosecuted some of those cases. Good. Let me mention a few resources that are available to everybody listening. I would venture to say that of people listening today, um, almost everybody has either been a victim of a scam or they know a friend or another relative who have been a victim of a scam. It's very common. Here's some very simple common sense rules. Nothing's free. Don't think that if somebody is going to give you money that they're not looking for something. Sign up for some of the resources that are available. If you're over the age of 50 and you're not a member of AARP, you should. So once a year, and it happened just this past week, the annual AARP bulletin actually comes out on a monthly basis. They came out with their annual 2023 fraud survival guide in your home, on your phone, in the store, on your computer. It's a great resource. We can reproduce some of the articles if you don't have that. We're not allowed to reproduce the whole thing because of copyright laws. But we also have something in the law firm uh, that uh, my wife is uh, running, uh, t- Attorney Tenny Lance, called The Truth About Elder Abuse, What You Need to Know to Protect Yourself and Your Loved Ones. The offices here do primarily retirement planning on the financial side of the company, and Wills Trust, Probate Trust Administration out of the law department. And those offices, uh, by definition, deal primarily with seniors. And if you can describe any kind of a senior scam We've probably seen it here. The number one thing that twists people around is money. People are always looking for money. Don't think that just because it's a family member you're not being taken advantage of. Let's talk about the telephone and what you should do on the telephone. If you see something on the phone that you don't recognize the number or if there's an incoming call and you don't recognize the, um, the number, very simple rule, don't answer your phone. If it's important, if it's somebody who wants to reach you that you know, They're going to leave a message on your telephone. Then you can call them back. Do not answer your phone if you don't recognize the number. Um, And Pete, you know, you're free to jump in anytime you want. Same thing with your computers. If you see something on your computer or your email on your phone, you don't recognize what it is, don't answer it. If it's important enough, they're going to get back in touch with you. Even at times, you're going to get phone calls or texts or emails asking you to click on links like you had mentioned earlier about your Amaz- your fake Amazon account they want you to click on the link that directs your computer or your phone directly to their networking service and these guys are smart they know how to get involved get inside and do all those things but if if you have a cell phone which i think most people do there is a simple block unknown callers feature on the Android and on the iPhone. It's located right in your settings, right under the phone tap, and it'll say block unknown callers or silence unknown phone calls. And Brian, once in a while, something will pop up and it'll say possible scam. Scam, Just immediately delete those. When I did that feature on my phone, because my phone would ring at least three, four times a day with numbers I didn't know from Hopkinton, from Idaho, Wyoming, all of a sudden I put this feature on my phone and I noticed the phone says uh, sent right to voicemail no message sent right to voicemail no message all of a sudden those calls instead of getting three four five a day I was getting maybe one or two a week 
and now I'm barely getting any at all. So I think my phone is is registering to these scammers as being almost like a non-occupied phone. So they just skip right over me. So if that works for me, hopefully it'll work for other people as well. Right. We're going to take a short break and come back in just a moment and continue our dialogue and discussion with our district attorney, Tom Quinn, and with Brian Rose, who's a community affairs uh, unit uh, program manager. He works a lot with the elderly. We've got a lot to talk to you about still, but don't be embarrassed to report something. I think that's probably one of the number one reasons why a lot of the scams don't get reported. People are ashamed and embarrassed because they've been taken advantage of. Don't be. You've got to let somebody know. So in just a moment, we'll come right back after a short break. Please stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Our topic this morning is senior scams and some ideas for how to protect yourself. We said, for example, during the last segment, don't answer your phone if you don't know who it is. If it's important, they'll leave a voice message. But I also realize, Pete, that we have not had any quotes today. That's unusual for us. This is the only show that we haven't done any quotes yet, or you haven't, and I think it's the least amount that you have ever spoken on a radio show. So here's a quote from Jeff Van Drew. Robocall scams not only inconvenience us at the dinner table, but they prey on the vulnerable, including seniors, and it's despicable. So robocalls, if you think it's a robocall, I had one this last week. I violated my own rule. I said, well, this call comes in once in a while. And I said, hello, hello. And it started with a recording, and I immediately clicked off. That was stupid of me to do that. Don't answer your phone if you don't know who the call is. But let me just tell you one other thing about calls. The Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, never calls people. I had a call on my answering machine once that said, uh, you need to call this number right away because you owe the IRS uh, 600 and something dollars and action's going to be taken. I just deleted it from the voicemail. The IRS will never call you, it's their policy. Plus, they don't have the staff to do it anyway. <laughs> but welcome back to our district attorney, Tom Quinn, and one of his uh, main assistants and uh, helpers in the office, Brian Rose, and then Pete Lance and Ray Lance. So let's continue with our discussion. Let's talk one more time, Pete, if we could, about uh, the event that's coming up on Friday, June 16th. It's a celebration of seniors. Tom, you've done this before. It's going to be at White's of Westport. It's an all-day event beginning at 9 o'clock. Well, it ends around noontime or so, so oh, okay. it's all morning. Does and anybody have to uh, call, register, or is there any website or anything that they can go and get some more information? So elders, are, uh, excuse me, seniors are going to be able to register via phone or email, and that number is 508-961-1972. More than likely, you're going to get a voicemail. You can leave your name and maybe even the names of the party that you plan on attending with. Um, and we usually get right around 500 uh, or so people to come to this event. So make sure you pre-register. Make sure you get your names in there. And if you are an email type person, uh, my email is Brian period rose at mass.gov so it's b-r-i-a-n period r-o-s-e at m-a-s-s dot g-o-v okay great and by the way pete we will be a speaker for about a 10 minute period at that event in the morning so and we'll have you on again just prior to that event to um, make sure that everybody's aware of it and any last minute registrations very good thank I want you to tell a quick story um we have experienced lots and lots of senior scams in our office, unfortunately. Uh, I think I might have mentioned this once before to you, Tom, that um, we have a woman uh, who lives within your district, within the uh, Bristol County, uh, just west of 
Fall River, and she had a grandson living with her. He had a drug issue, and he supposedly had to go every week for drug counseling to help him solve his problem. She gave him $350,000, and then the money ran out. So then she went to the ATM, and he withdrew another $20,000. When the card was maxed out, and she had exhausted all of her funds, then she came to the office. And by the way, the grandson moved out at that point. His meal ticket was gone. So it happens. She had a sister who was trying to persuade her to come into the office and talk to us about it, but she never did until her money was all gone. It happens. People do this because they want to help their kids, their grandkids, um, and then they get suckered into this, and then they lose a lot of money, and they're embarrassed to talk about it. Well, that's correct, and I think you summed it up. That's what goes on. I think the embarrassment of people uh, being scammed or taking advantage of people. I'm sympathetic to people. I'm not going to judge why they're doing something, whatever their state of mind is or circumstances in life. You mentioned a quote of the day. I'll give the other quote that you mentioned. Nothing's for free. Right. Very simple. And if you don't answer the phone, that, that's a little different with the, grand, the grandson living with you, nothing's going to come of it or answer the computer on some fishy, if you will, or questionable email. But there is fraud everywhere. You have to be act defensively. You have to be vigilant. And that's what we're trying to convey through all these, uh, through our programs and interaction with seniors. Every group you speak to, somebody has experienced or been victimized or a family or friend has been victimized by one of these scams. Right, absolutely. And as you indicated, the IRS serves millions of people. They don't call by phone. Medicare is not going to call you up and say, I'd like to talk to you about your Medicare bill. So, again, another reason for not answering the phone if you do not know who's calling. So when in doubt, don't answer the phone. And when in doubt, certainly don't call back. Talk to somebody about it. Yes. So this is something I had to look up on my phone because I'm not a senior and I don't subscribe to the AARP or the magazine. But Toby, our producer um, and marketing director, keeps putting articles from this one magazine in front of me that you brought yourself, Brian, as well. Uh, it's the Senior Scams. It's April 2023. From AARP. Um, it does look like it costs $16 a year for a membership, which is peanuts. It is. Um, I was trying to find out if there's any other way to get this magazine. It doesn't look like you can go and get it at a store or anything. I'm not sure. but You have to just get old. So you should be calling the AARP if you are not already a member and absolutely get a copy of this particular issue. Hopefully they can still get it to you because... It is going to be extremely useful to you. It talks about all the different computer scams, email scams, social media scams, online stores, smartphones. I mean, it just goes on and on and on about all the different scams. It's something you should get, you should read up on, and, and become well-versed in. One of the bigger scams that we are seeing is the grandparent scam, mm -hmm. where your phone rings maybe in the middle of the night, and your grandchild has been in an accident, possibly got into an accident running over a police officer or hitting a pregnant woman and it's the lawyer calling and you need to send $5,000 uh, right away so we kind of don't have to move forward with the prosecution. And, and again, we're not here to judge anybody, but that's startling. And people have to realize that this is not actually correct. They try to keep you on the phone so you don't call your grandchild to see if they're all right. It's like a matter of life or death at that moment and it's startling and it startles somebody. The best thing to do obviously is to call back, call your grandson, call your the grandson. call the call the parents. Now, like why are they calling us? You know, why aren't they calling the parents? So it is startling and it does happen, but that's one that has been going on for a while now and continues to I wouldn't say get people, but uh, be alarming in, in, in our eyes. Well, because it... No, go ahead. I was going to say, about six months ago, they had a news report on television that there was a savvy lady who got a similar call that your grandson's in trouble, and she said, well, I don't have a credit card, but if you want to come to my house, I'll give you a check. And the stupid person who was running the scam went to her house, and she had the police waiting, and they arrested the guy. Well, that's a smart, smart person. Um, I was going to say another scam that I've heard of is somebody will get a phone call and say their niece, their nephew, their grandson, whatever, 
is stuck in Mexico and can't get out and they need money, you know, to, yep. to get back into the United States. That's a little more fishy because a, are they in Mexico? And we've come across that. I think with the grandparent scam, I've heard too, two days ago, a group of retirees were speaking to, um, the grandchild comes on the phone, purportedly the grandchild speaking and, you know, I can't, uh, Grandma, I need the money, my jaws, I got a problem with my teeth. And this, this was two days ago, a woman said to me directly, it sounded just like her. So that is another enhanced psychological tactic because once the grandchild now, if you think it's a grandchild, I'm in trouble, that's upping the anxiety and the need. But the bottom line is if you don't answer that phone, yep. if you do, you got to terminate it, say, oh, let me check with my son or daughter or grandchild because that is a scam. They're praying. It's a psychological game that's going on there and people get victimized. We, I think we mentioned briefly the romance scam where someone ingratiates their son with somebody who may be a widow or widower or lonely and they develop a relationship, but it always starts with, I'm going to come to see you, but I need some money. I need computer. I came across that case several years ago. Well, abbreviate it, but over never seeing the person. You'll never see the person, that's for sure. But $75,000, $80,000 gone. And that's going to really potentially ruin or significantly impact somebody's, not only their uh, financial future, but also their uh, retirement. psyche. Retirement and their yeah. psyche. That's going to be on sure. your mind for a good part of the rest of your life. Right. So if somebody wants to reach the district attorney's office because they have concern that they've been taken for a lot of money. That might be a criminal offense, possibly. Um, what number would they call, Brian, to reach somebody? They would call 508-99-70711. And I think that they would want to reach out to our financial crimes unit. Okay. This is District Attorney Michael Scott heads it. They could also reach out to the police initially. But I have uh, investigators who look at follow up on these matters, and, and that's what I said. Uh, it is nice to talk about protecting our seniors. Who is going to challenge that, right? Mm -hmm. But I've also done it, and creating this unit has allowed us to investigate cases or give someone the opportunity to explain their situation they never would have had. So right. I'm going to continue to put resources into that. But call the district attorney's office. We'll talk to you, discuss the issue. It may not be a criminal matter, but it could be. Good. We've also got some other places where people could call, too. Uh, one is the Executive Office of Elder Affairs. Another is Bristol Elders. Yes. Um, we don't probably have a huge amount of time to reach out to them. So, Brian, you've got information with you on Bristol Elders. Can yeah, you... and, and, and also your Council on Aging. What a great resource for each city and town. Like, the services that are provided are just remarkable and, and we try to spend some time like I said a few times a year where we're giving speeches we're going in there and and people are trying to find information they have the information it's like an information hotline they know exactly the needs and the services and where to direct you Bristol Elder Services as you mentioned you know 508-675-2101 okay we're going to take a short break Brian but I want to come back and give out some of that information right after the break so Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We want to acquaint you with some of the resources, especially as it relates to financial matters. We'll be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is our last segment of Money Wise this morning. We're uh, so pleased to have with us the Bristol County District Attorney, Tom Quinn and also a major program manager when it comes to elderly matters, uh, Brian Rose. And thank you, gentlemen, once again for being with us. If we get 
rushed at the end, and I forget to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to mention a couple of quick things. Uh, you've got a lot of material in your office. Uh, I'm looking at a, a brochure right now, which is called Elder Abuse Prevention. And I want to remind people that elder abuse is not just money abuse. It could be physical abuse. It could be sexual abuse. It could be uh, somebody just taking advantage of people in other ways than just finances. Our focus today is to talk primarily about scams and financial matters because it's so common. And if it doesn't sound right, it's probably not right. Think about common sense and then talk to somebody. Ask somebody in your family if it's from outside the family. Don't take a phone call if you don't know who's on the phone with you. I'm going to mention for the second and final time uh, that we have some upcoming events. Very shortly, we have on uh, Wednesday, May 10th from 2 to 4 at Whites of Westport. It is not going to be a sales pitch. It is not going to be anything where we're going to encourage you to uh, sign up with us or anything else. It's simply an educational event on Social Security and Medicare. It's really probably only going to last an hour. Uh, that's Wednesday, May 10th from 2 to 4 at Whites of Westport, but really it's only going to be about an hour, then you can stick around and ask some questions after if you wish. And then the second one is Saturday, May 13th here at our office from 10 to 12, same exact uh, subject. The office number is 508-998-8858. And then on Friday, June 16th, still a little ways away, we have the um, senior community event at 9 a.m. Where is that located again? And that's going to be from 9 to noon? Approximately noon. It's uh, Whites of Westport. Free breakfast will be served from, uh, and we'll have presentations and resource tables from 9 to 12. Tom, you really have a lot of experience as a prosecutor because you were an assistant district attorney for a number of years before you became district attorney, and now you've been elected to a full term. So what's the total number of years you've spent on the prosecution side of things, roughly? Roughly 25 years. Okay. I've also been in private practice, so I have prosecuted for pe people for murder and defended them. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the worst crimes that we can see and the worst situations that we see in our office occasionally is when somebody has been taken advantage of financially, either from a family member or from somebody outside the family. But if you are in a family and you think that something's not right with your parents' finances, try to probe a little bit more deeply. It's a hard conversation to have because people don't want to give up their independence of managing their own accounts. Sometimes they need to. And if you think that you need to, talk to a trusted family member to have them help you with your finances. Brian, you look like you wanted to say something. Or are you just... I, I, I just am in total agreement with everything you just said. And it's just... Uh, sometimes it's a shame when you see some of the cases that come across our desks. and Because, uh, again, we're, we're good people. And I know this generation is a giving generation. And they just... They deserve the best. They put in their years of work. They put in their, their heart to where we are today. And we need to really take care of, uh, of our seniors. And, and that's, that's why it's so critical that all these little things that we're mentioning today, just to have someone else to go to in case you're wondering, like, is this legit or is there an issue? The resources are out there. Don't hesitate to reach out and ask for help. And that's one thing that that generation, again, it's, it has to do a lot with pride. And I'm I'm in the same boat. I was I was raised uh, the same ways with the same morals. So it's hard to ask for help at times. It really is. You're not exuding weakness. You're just trying to make yourself better. And I think that's the case. Is you have to sometimes ask for help. The family situations are difficult. I think the the family member has to intervene if the uh, person isn't. So that those are difficult situations. But the bottom line is. You, at this point in your life, or any point, should not be subject to financial abuse that's going to upend you financially and psychologically from a family member who, you know, sadly may have a drug problem or whatever their issue is. It's one thing helping somebody to buy a car or a house legitimately or assist financially. It's another thing to be coerced into supporting, you know, whether it's uh, drug habits or what have you. I was just going to say, Brian, you alluded to, you know, somebody maybe not coming forward because they may be embarrassed. Uh, Dad, you said something similar um, in the first segment. 
do not be embarrassed. It happens all the time. There's a reason that there's so many people doing this. Come forward and let people help you out. If you think something is too good to be true or if you're even remotely skeptical, just come forward and reach out to um, one of the district attorney's office, phone numbers that Brian has given you. I'm, you know, in my 40s, I consider myself fairly intelligent. I've almost been scammed a couple of times where I'm in the middle of responding to something and think, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. And then I look into it and realize it's a scam. So yep, it's not just don't seniors. ever be embarrassed. No, don't be embarrassed. You know, um, not everything that you see is necessarily um, at the level of a crime. You have to have criminal intent. You have to be violating a criminal statute, I would imagine. I don't know much about criminal law myself. But I had a situation once that was clearly a scam, but an innocent scam, I suppose. And I had to go visit a woman in her two-bedroom apartment in New Bedford. And she was concerned about the sweepstakes that she had been signing up for. And it was a book. It wasn't, you know, Reader's Digest or something like that. But she had been ordering books in order to enter into a sweepstake. That's not necessarily a crime. She had thousands of books in her two-bedroom apartment. She had one apartment room, one bedroom, that was literally from floor to about six feet tall, which is as high as she could reach. You could not walk in the room that was totally full of books. And she had kept ordering to enter the sweepstakes because she was convinced she was going to win the sweepstakes. She never won the sweepstakes, by the way. It's not surprising, but I think that, again, once you start getting into something, right, you're giving money with a romance scam, a book ordering, you're in it, and you figure you keep going maybe to try to get your money back or bring something to fruition. So you could go on. There's thousands of examples. Uh, I think it's just trying to make people aware that these things are not legitimate and you shouldn't do them. But at some point, if you get involved in a situation, it is, again, whether it's pride or embarrassment to come forward. And maybe it is a criminal matter. Maybe it's not. Unfortunately, especially with family members, if you give freely and voluntarily, that's not a crime. Right. But it's still a form of abuse or coercion if somebody is making under false pretenses asking for money to, to do whatever they're going to do with it. So, And maybe at that point we'll get Bristol elderlies involved or something yes. like that. You know, one of the things you said earlier, on, I'm not sure we were on the air at that time, is uh, you go and visit all the senior centers and you give talks to the senior centers. So I guess one thing we'd want to encourage people to do is to take part in your seniors' activities senior centers activities and join your senior centers and there's a lot of information there uh, so i think that's a great thing that you do well i'm continue to do it and put the effort in i think it's important no one is immune from this you know young or old but certainly when you get older you are more vulnerable and that's who people are targeting mm-hmm. if you have the support of a spouse or family member they might say hang and there's there hang the phone up that's a scam but that's not how it works in many cases people right. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it is. It's all ages. My 16-year-old got a phone call the other day. They left a voicemail and said something very official, something about a tax return. He said, you or mom need to call this person. It's about your taxes. You know, it's tax season, or just was. That's right. And he's a very bright 16-year-old, almost 17, and he was confused by it and thought it was something real. My son had the same issue years ago and went to Target or Walmart to buy gift cards to pay that off. And it was just fortunate enough that I had called him at the time and was asking where he was. He was telling me what I'm, what he was doing. And I said, stop where you are. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to accept payment in gift cards for the IRS, for Social Security, for any type of bail. Uh, the whole gift card scam is, is out there, and it is not real, people. Do not fall for the credit card, uh, the gift card scam. Yep. No, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Do you know anybody who's ever won Publishers Clearinghouse? No. <laughs> okay. People can just keep that in mind. But yes. but it's designed to play with the mind, and people are caught off guard. Once you hear the IRS, that's a startling figure. Nobody wants the IRS after them. But if you get a certified mail, then maybe you got some concern. If you don't. But I, I can't say this enough, and I'm not. it's unfair to people. Do not respond to a call that you do not know or some type of 
message via computer or your phone that is odd because it's not a legitimate message. And if you do not engage the people, if you delete it, nothing's going to happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we wind down to the end of our show today, just circle on your calendar, June 16th, the Celebration of Seniors event at Whites of Westport, June 16th. If you have questions and you can't remember the things that we've talked about today, or maybe you're listening uh, on the radio while you're driving, give us a call anytime. We'd be happy to supply some of these materials and handouts. The district attorney has a great guide for elder abuse prevention that someone of any age can get. Tom, I have to say that, number one, I'm glad you're here, and Brian Rose, I'm glad that you're here. But I also have to say, Tom, that I'm glad that I voted for you, and I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing because I certainly feel safer as a resident of Bristol County with you doing what you're doing. So keep up the good work. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for being with us. Pete, do you have anything else you want to say? No, other than thanks for listening, everyone, and thank you, Brian, and thank you, Tom, for being here today. Well, thank you for having us. So, Tom, you it. get the last word. Well, the last word is I'm here to fight for the citizens of Bristol County, senior citizens and other citizens, to try to make them safe. I'm here to serve the people who put me here. Again, look forward to getting our seniors together in several months at White's, and again, I will continue to fight and put the effort and energy into protecting our seniors who are vulnerable victims and have done so much for our communities. So gentlemen, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be afraid to ask for help. None of us can be an expert at everything or anything for that matter. Get some help and thank you again. We'll see you next week on the radio. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. AE Wealth Management provides services without regard to religious or political affiliation, and the views of individual advisors are not necessarily the views of AE Wealth Management. Thomas Quinn and Brian Rose are not affiliated with USA Wealth Group Incorporated or AEWM. This radio show is a paid placement.